My name is Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Welcome back to Zen Parenting Radio. I think this is episode number 193, and we usually uh, upload shows on Tuesdays, but uh, I think this is either going to go up on Thursday or Friday in light of all of the press and information that has been going on with Adrian Peterson and spanking and child abuse. So, sweetie, you take it over. Okay. So this is a special edition just because there's, you know, there's something very relevant going on when it comes to parenting. And really, it's this discussion we need to have about um, child discipline, disciplining children, and child abuse, and our own self-awareness about what we're doing and why. Because where we are right now as a culture is we tend to do what we were shown and taught. What Todd and I talk about on this show is you need to recognize how you were parented and notice what worked and what didn't. Break the cycle. Break some cycles. Take the good stuff and discard the bad stuff. And the thing that we need to understand is that people who are using, like Adrian Peterson, who are using switches, people who are using belts, people who are using their hands to hurt children, they were taught that and that that's what they experienced. Yeah, you can – it's so easy to say they're bad people. Right. We're not here to say no, that. No, We're here to say that the and, – and if you disagree with us, that's fine. They think – in most cases, they're doing the right thing. I have friends I who have, tell me that they spank I still. have good friends that do that. Same. So we don't – one thing that's very important to Todd and I is this is not a thing where we say bad people, good people. Right. We don't demonize certain things. We don't say they don't know what they're talking about. This is an opportunity for us to have a discussion because if we can all recognize why people do what they do, then we recognize – we see ourselves in it. We say, oh, what if I would have grown up in that environment? Right. What if I would have had that experience, especially Todd, for the you know the parents that say to me, "Well, I was I was hit, and I never did that again," meaning whatever it is that I got hit for. Mm-hmm. So they found it to be, and I'm putting this in air quotes, effective. Mm-hmm. So they take it as that's it. But what we're asking is, are there other effective approaches that don't necessitate hurting somebody physically? Right. And we have to like stand back and say. When you spank a child, hit a child, use a switch on a child, you are hurting them physically. Yeah. Let's not put a name on it and say this is okay. Mm-hmm. But so, so go ahead. So, well, to your point, um, you know, when people say, "Well, this happened to me, and I turned out all right," and for those of you who listen to this show, my question always is, "Are you sure you t- you turned out all right?" And I'm kind of say that je- in jest, but can't we all be a little bit better? And um, so, just- and, and the definition of turned out all right, yes, you're a successful human being in success, meaning you have friends, you have a job, you're doing well, but did it harm your relationship with your parents? Mm-hmm. Were you in fear of them? Mm-hmm. Were you scared? Did you hide things from them? Did you have a separation? Did you have pain and suffering? Because if you did... That's something to look at right. and say, do I want to cause that again? With the next kid, exactly. with the next generation. Exactly. So these are a few statistics I pulled off of an NPR interview, and we're actually going to play a, a, clip, a clip of it. Um, three quarter of American parents bank at least once a year. Wow. Okay. This is according to University of Texas, Austin, Elizabeth Gershoff. 19 states say that spanking or hitting is legal in school. 
and 200,000 kids get paddled each year. Yeah. So those are you know, some... You know, we talked about that on our mom's show. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Uh, With our moms? A little bit. my mom was talking about how my aunt was a principal in Florida and how that was still legal. Right, in right. So, and then I don't even know what we said, but we did a show on spanking way back when. It's zenparentingradio.com slash 74. I haven't listened to it in a, a year and a half or two years, but I'm sure it's pretty darn good because we did it. <laughs> um so anyways, and then it says 10 to 20% still use an object when hitting their kid. An object being a belt? Anything other switch. than their hand. Okay. So um, it's funny because there is an ambiguity. Like people will say, well, spanking's one thing, but using a switch or a belt is something else. And I kind of feel like it really isn't. Um, I mean, there's severity, but if you use any type of what's the word? Violence? What's the word? To to inflict bodily harm. Bodily harm on your kid. It's, I don't want to go off the deep end. Well, you can, you can hurt them. And it's so interesting. I know you don't want to get into the domestic violence thing because it's a whole nother issue, even though I think it's worthy of many, many more shows. Mm -hmm. What's, what's going on with the NFL. But when, when we start to look at our society as we are we are in control and children don't know better and we are bigger, they are lesser, we do things like use punishment with our hands or switches or whatever. And then what we teach them is that, um, you know, hitting mm-hmm. or harming or physical harm will create a change. Right. And then people grow up and they may, you know, some people grow up and they never do it again, right? right. But some people grow up and hit people. And some people grow up and hurt people and they end up hurting emotion. They hurt with their words. They end up hurting like what's going on in the NFL. Husbands are hitting their wives and knocking them out in elevators. Mm -hmm. And you can say, well, that's not because of this. That's because of this. It's all these pieces coming together. Mm -hmm. It's not just one thing. It's not that happened because of spanking. But if bodily harm was used on you to make a change, then you integrate that to make a change, I need some form of physical interaction, right? And I'm sure that they've done studies, and I'm not a scientist or a researcher, but when you hit your kids, it creates more problems. There's more aggression. They have a tendency towards... Violence. Well, and I, I don't know the statistics on that. What I do know, the research shows, is they tend to have more emotional issues and mental health issues. Right. Um, the, and there is, and that's not us saying that. Mm-hmm. That is a research-based, right. I mean, actually, the woman that we're going to play talks right. about that. Um, and we've known this since the late 60s. Yeah. This isn't new, this isn't like 2014 right. information. We've known this, yet we still use it because it's very ingrained, Todd. Mm-hmm. When something has been passed on to generation and generation generation takes a lot to break a pattern and to recognize what's happening what you're really doing right so did you want to play that well i i don't i don't know whether or not i want to play the reggie bush thing or not okay play the npr thing i think that's that's more powerful all right here we go here's the first one uh this is uh university of texas austin professor elizabeth gershoff being interviewed by some npr guy not that uncommon There are lots of people today who are parents who were disciplined by their parents by being beaten and consider it normal and therefore beat their children. That's true. We do see that cycle of violence continuing through generations. Um, Our own parents are our best 
example for how to parent. We live with our parents for many years, and that's the most close-up view of parenting we've ever seen. But there are many parents who are breaking that cycle and realizing that it is possible to raise children without hitting them. And that, in fact, if you don't hit them, you can raise perfectly good and perhaps even more well-behaved children who don't have the mental health problems and behavior problems that are often associated with frequent spanking. That's it, right? Yeah. So a quick sidebar. In a weird way, and I feel sorry for any kid who gets abused, but in a weird way, the Adrian Peters thing is a good thing in that it's shedding light on an otherwise not talked about dark topic. It started a conversation. It started a conversation. I talk about the Michael Vick thing and the guy from PETA said the best thing that ever happened to PETA is Michael Vick Mm -hmm. because it created all this attention. So I'm hoping that we can use all this information. We can find the light in the dark. And have a conversation about it. That's my hope. So anyways, what do you think about what she just said? Well, and that's the key here is it's it's a conversation. It's It's not a casting out. And it's not a look at them, look at them, right. or or saying to your friend you're an awful person. It's a let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about why you, why this happens. Because what people have said to me, my friends who use it, they'll say, "Well, I don't do it when I'm angry. I I get calm and then I go back and do it." Which and is really, I think, even more deranged. Well, I think that that bothers me more. At least if you're mad, you have an excuse like I wasn't of sound mind. Yeah. But if you're doing it of sound mind, I don't know. It's just this is such a tough topic to talk about without me getting riled up. Well, and what we have to what we have to understand is what they will say is then what should I do? Okay, okay. let's give some tools. Because the thing is is what a spanking does or hitting someone or, you know, taking a switch to someone's legs is it stops something immediately. It stops a behavior. It stops a behavior immediately. But what have you really taught? Mm -hmm. There's many things that you've taught. One is that I am your parent, but I will hurt you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even though I'm supposed to be somebody who loves you. I will harm you, but I will harm you physically. Which is messed up. Um, Number two, you're teaching that this kind of, you know, that violence, because you can say it's not violence and spanking, but let's call a thing a thing. Hitting someone and hurting them. Hitting somebody is violent. Whether so, it's a light pad on the back or if it's a switch. It, so her, so that that you're teaching them that that is a method of getting your needs met. Mm-hmm. You know, that the only thing it's that- It's a problem solving. It's a problem solving tool. And you're, kind, you're also teaching them that the relationship between the two of you isn't as important, meaning you're willing to harm them and that they then, who, who do they have to go to to talk about how they're feeling about that? Right. This is a huge paradigm shift because there are so many levels. Because if you are starting at the top level of just tell me what to do, it's very difficult. But if you have an understanding of that when a child comes into the world and you are in charge of raising them, you are developing a relationship with them and you are teaching them about the world and you are teaching them how to respect the world by respecting them. And the way that you respect them is you respect yourself Mm -hmm. first. There's so many layers. Like, could we just go on and on? If you are aware of how you want to be treated, you will know how to treat your child. I'm making this sound so simple. This is a daily practice and we don't do it well all the time because sometimes our emotions get in the way or something they say, you know, can trigger. We're also very human, but I think we have to look at it and say, do I want to create that What's that word? Chasm? Is that a word? Between my child and I, where they don't fully trust 
me. Right. Because if they do something wrong or say something wrong, that they may just be trying to communicate something they're feeling. Right. Or they may really be frustrated or they may not re- they may not know that they did something wrong. Yeah. You know, a lot of times with my kids, I'm getting really angry and they'll be like, I really didn't even know mm-hmm. that I couldn't climb on the cabinets. Right. I didn't know. And so if we result to then you're going to be harmed, they're not really going to, we're not creating a trusting, connected relationship. All I want to do is empower the moms and the dads that think that this is the best way to quote unquote discipline their kids to invite them to shift their perspective a little bit or look at it and just to look at it and, and consider other possibilities. And those possibilities are one, like you just said, you have to take care of yourself to make sure that you're not, um, uh, venting on your kids right. or whatever. Like, like what's going you're, on? You're taking in your you, bad day right? out on your yeah. kids. Um, give them some tools, give them the ability. Like we have conversations with our kids and sometimes those conversations take longer than a 10 second spanking or whatever. Right. It might take you five minutes. It might take you an hour and a half to, to sift through an issue with your two year old or eight year old or whatever it is. Um, but now, some, you, cause I feel like spanking is like, a, is, is, a shortcut and it is effective in the moment, but the repercussions are endless. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel. Mm-hmm. And what people will say when, you know, we, cause we were talking about with Adrian Peterson, who was a four-year-old, people will say, well, you try and rationalize with a four-year-old, they are irrational. That's really not true, guys. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you can say to them, well, I need to go to work because blah, blah, blah. They don't understand all of that. You speak in their language. But what they do understand is you seem frustrated. Mm-hmm. You seem angry. You, you know, and the, the craziest thing is, is like if a four-year-old hits and then we hit them for hitting, mm-hmm. you know, this repetitive cycle. Right. But we can, the first thing I think that's most important, I'm all over the place, but is understanding that their emotional expression is very normal, mm-hmm. that we can allow them to have a tantrum, not because, and that won't cause them to grow up to be a negative human being. They are having an emotional experience. When when your kid has a tantrum, we think of it as a bad thing. Yeah. It's not. It's not. They're letting it out. Yeah. The the opposite of that is somebody who holds everything in and you become a Dylan and whatever that other guy's name was from Columbine. Right. That's when they suppress everything and bring everything inside. Allow the tantrum to happen. And if they're in a grocery store, just get them out of there. That's right. Bring them into the car and let them have their tantrum. They're letting these emotions out. And if you don't allow for that, then it's going to get stuck. Either if you don't, if you don't understand that emotions are normal, then everything will feel like a manipulation. Yeah. They're doing this to me. I can't do this. But if you understand that them crying because they didn't get something is normal for a three-year-old and that you can soothe them and say, yep, you're not, it doesn't mean you give it to them. Right. It says, yep, you're not going to get That's this. That's the key. I, it doesn't mean you give it to no. them, but you allow them to have the feeling. Hey, when I don't get something I want, I'm pretty sad about it too. Mm-hmm. And I am an adult. So maturity and experience has taught me that you know, having a full on tantrum isn't going to change things. But when they're little, they don't have any other tools to communicate. Right. This is their language. This is their language. And the more we hear them, the less volatile they become. Mm -hmm. And this is something you have to experience to believe because people will say, well, I can't And there. And let me say this because I always need to say this as a therapist. If you feel like your child is above and beyond what you read about, hear about, see, then you need to get some support and help. There are children that have more extreme issues, but Todd and I try to stay in that middle We're talking about the garden variety kid. We're trying to stay in that middle There's extremes on both sides. Right. 
And we're not speaking to every single parent, every single child situation that's out there. But for most of them, these techniques will work. Don't you think that, and it's not even a technique, it's a relationship. Mm -hmm. Because that's the thing is people say, well, tell me what to do, how long. You just have to be tuned in. And when you are rushing and they're slowing down and you're like, hurry up, and they're slowing down, why are they doing that? Because you're rushing them and you're annoying Mm -hmm. and you are making them anxious and tense. And so their way of counteracting that is slowing down. So the thing that we don't understand, I actually, Shafali is going to be on this Sunday um, talking to a group of parents about what it means to be a conscious parent. And one of the clips that I saw, actually, Todd and I are on the second show, but this one that's going to air this Sunday, we weren't there for it. Right. We, I, one of the clips that I saw, she actually says, the next time you say my child's behavior, my child is doing this, my child's manipulating me, you have to turn your view inward and say, what am I bringing to this experience that may be triggering this behavior from my child? That's where we don't want to go. You just lost 90% of the people. Of course, because we're like, no, it's them. It's not yeah, what me. is it? What does my energy or my attitude have to do with my kid on the floor throwing oranges or whatever it is? It has to do with everything. It's just like in a marriage. If you and I are in a conversation, what I'm bringing is going to affect the way we communicate. Right. I can blame you completely and say it's all your fault if I want, but I'm missing the, the thing that can make a change, right. which is I need to take responsibility for the energy I'm bringing into the relationship. Bring calm to chaos. Bring calm Because spanking chaos. is bringing chaos to chaos. Absolutely. Whatever stimulant uh, got a parent to want to spank their kid, whatever it is, that's kind of chaotic because my guess is it wasn't something that their parent wanted. So what they do is whether they're calmly spanking the kid or aggressively spanking the kid, you're not helping the situation. You think you are. You are stopping the behavior immediately because you don't want to deal with it anymore. And so when people say, well, it works, well, yeah, you stop that, but you also scared your child. You you hurt them. You physically harm them. And here's always my question. And, and, How and, do you feel? Mm-hmm. Do you feel good? Do, do you feel, you may in the moment be like, thank God they stopped what they were doing. So you had that initial hit. Of, if, if, if you get quiet, because a lot of people are like, Damn right, I felt good. Right, their ego takes Once over, you get yeah. quiet and say, do you really like hurting your kid to the point where they were crying because you spanked their bottom? Yeah. If you say yes, then I don't know. I, you need more help. <laughs> I'm serious. Well, if if you really, I think that if you say yes, there's an ego involvement. Mm-hmm. You, you need to keep noticing that if, because parents will say, well, I love my child so much, I'm going to spank them. Mm-hmm. That doesn't quite jive. It's the, French to me or Spanish. I, I don't understand that. Well, the love, what they're say, what they're trying to say, Todd, is they're trying to say, I want my child to learn how to be in this world, how to understand, tr- uh, respect authority, to listen to me, to have calm in this home. And what we're trying to do is pull back and say, but that method isn't going to create that. Right. So you're using a method that you think is full of love, but really you're not creating what you're looking for. And this is not just because Todd and I say so. This is a research-based thing. And I want you to play the next clip because this is what's always mind-blowing. Here we go. This is the same lady on the same interview. Uh, With still a vast majority of people being in favor of spanking. What's interesting is that in other countries, we've seen a very different situation. There's been a much sharper tipping point, in large part because of the UN Convention on the Rights of the Child, uh, which was ratified in 1989 by the UN. And all countries in the world have ratified that except for the US and Somalia. And 
the convention protects children against any kind of violence, including corporal punishment. And because of that, 38 countries now have agreed that corporal punishment of children, including spanking, violates children's human rights, and they have banned spanking altogether, both in homes and in schools. Just us and the Somalis, huh? Yes. All right. So that is always, I feel like, the most powerful information where it kind of makes people shake their head and go, I didn't know that. Or there in 1989, the UN established something called the Rights of the Child, and 38 countries passed this saying, yes, it is against human rights, children's rights to hurt them, to harm them, to use corporal punishment. The only two countries that didn't ratify it were the United States and Somalia. Yikes. So can can you guys get an understanding of that global perspective that we are slower to wake up to the understanding that a child is no less of a human being? Yes. We don't have the right to hurt them. If you don't think it's all right to spank an 18-year-old or a 30-year-old, why do you think it's okay to spank a two-year-old? If you don't think it's okay to hit a woman, if you don't think it's okay to hit another, you know, man or to or for a woman on the to street hurt a woman, or whatever, then why do we think it's yeah, okay why, to hit yeah, a kid? Totally. Like, what is up with that? Like, oh, I would never punch somebody out on the street, or I would never spank somebody's behind on the street. Well, then why is it okay for you to spank your kid, the person you love the most? most. I don't get it. I'm. I, I don't. And maybe it's because. You lose yourself in frustration, you're tired, and you just need it to stop. Well, and what I think, I think that's a piece of it. And I also think that we have very ingrained pathways in our brain. And when we have been taught something, because Todd, there's a whole level here of if you really look back and question that, then it feels so uncomfortable because then that means your parents... Your brain, yeah, you're, it's, we would be, we'd rather fall to what we're familiar with... Than to actually look at our than history. Than to make a change to or make anything a change. like that. Because then, then we somehow think that we need to then negate our parents. No. You don't. Right. They were doing the best they could with what they had, right. as were their parents. It is our job to evolve. Mm-hmm. If we stay stuck in old patterns, then we never can... The whole point of being on this planet, at least in my belief system, is evolution, right. to evolve, right. to grow and learn and create. And that's why we're here on this beautiful planet. Part of that, our evolvement right now, what I believe is awakening right. and noticing how we treat each other and how we connect to each other. And the things like hitting don't fit how we connect and how we love each other. I don't know who voted on the UN thing for the rights of the child. I don't know if it was the president of the United States or Congress or some committee, but what why do we say no? That that doesn't sound right. I don't have enough information to even comment on What's that. What's up with that? Well, it wasn't time, and and the only reason and I that, say not that, like everything will change just because a UN thing passes, but it's a symbol of what else is going it's on. It's a cultural transformation. Yeah. When you have law, and you know what? That's our country. We we don't want to be overlawed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that a word? Overlawed. It is now. We don't want to have people telling us what to do. Yeah, that's part of why we right. created this country in the beginning. So that's kind of like our makeup. It is. And it's like, wait, everyone has the freedom to do what they want to do. Don't blah, tell blah, blah. me. Don't tell me. But there is this paradigm shift of even if we're not going to enact that or ratify that, can you look at that and recognize that everybody else except us and the Somalis have, mm-hmm. and that culturally <clears throat> we find it appropriate to harm children as a teaching method, yet that's illegal everywhere else. It's yeah. just, a, it's a good, it's not a, um, condo- or a 
condemning. Mm-hmm. Don't take it as guilt and shame. Take it as a, oh. Time to wake interesting. up. Interesting. Time to wake interesting. up. Interesting. Yeah, because if you didn't know it yesterday. You know it now. Now you do. You're listening to this right now. And forward it on to somebody who doesn't know it. And and it takes time. Like in this interview, Todd didn't play this part, but, you know, it's really and you may have said at the beginning, three-fourths of the country. Three-quarters of American parents spank at least once a year. So it's very, even with the research that we got in the 60s, it's very slowly Mm -hmm. coming down. Things take time. But we see where the trend is going, right? We see that the trend is going toward compassion Mm -hmm. and about connection and that understanding that hitting a child affects their emotional well-being and that their emotional stability, you may have stopped a behavior, but their emotional stability gets messed up. And not only theirs, but yours. Mm -hmm. You know, Todd and I... if, If I did corporal punishment to my kid... I would be emotionally less stable. Not about the kid, about myself. It would be confusing. I, I would not want. I, I would not feel good about myself. Right. And um, so, I don't just know. like you wouldn't if you hit a guy in a bar, yeah. or if you know, God forbid, you hit a woman. Mm-hmm. These are we're you're, you're not made up you, that yeah, way. Yeah. So when you hurt the kid, you're hurting yourself. Yes. Yeah. Our, you know, Todd and I always talk about the documentary. I am, but one of the um, it's. Um, uh, Tom, uh, Tom Shadiak. Shadiak did it. And he gets all, basically gathers all some of the great thinkers and all the research about who we are. And again, in Darwinism, the thing that we have come to believe is the greatest part of Dar- Darwinism is um, fit. Survival of the Survival fittest. of the fittest. But that was one line mm-hmm. in everything he wrote. Right. Everything else Darwin talked about was love, connection, love, connection. We are compassionate beings. We are all one. We are all connected. And when we hurt someone else, we hurt ourselves and what we are made up for our DNA, who we are is to love and hitting someone or causing physical pain is not a loving behavior. So if you, that's why I was saying these are is such a hard topic to talk about because there's so many layers and levels that if we're just going to talk about, you shouldn't hit or you shouldn't spank. That's too simple. You got to go deeper. Right. You got to understand why we do, where it came from, what we're really here to do with each other, what our internal makeup is. And when you understand that, it starts to feel a little simpler. Right. And um, so that's why it's easy for Todd to say, I don't get it. I don't get it. And the reason why is because you've gone really to those deep places. Right. But someone who's just kind of autopilot and going through the motions because they've never known differently, we all wake up at different times. Yeah. Right. Here's your alarm. Ding, Wake ding, up. ding, ding. And, you know, sadly, most of the people that l- listen to this show are in complete agreement with us. I know. I want the people who don't agree with us to listen, but they won't listen because they don't agree with us. Right. It's the, and just like we won't, you know, like if there's something about something we don't agree with, we don't pick it up. Right. You know, and, and that's, but one thing we can do is listen to each other. And when Todd and I sat down to do this, show our intention is to not make people feel bad. Yeah, don't deem, if, if I demonized you or made you feel bad, I apologize. I get riled up just like everybody else. But no, we want to be inclusive and know that if they have the ability to do it, then- We all do. Then we all do. Maya Angelou, whatever, is of, whatever other human beings do is of me. Right. All of us have that potential depending on and how our, we grow up. And our up. ego wants to separate saying, aren't those people bad? No. And it's not about that. No. It's like, how do we wake up? Yeah. Let's wake up together. Yeah. And that all we're doing is trying to speak what we know, speak from our heart. And if we can listen to each other, it doesn't mean we're all going to 
do the exact same things. It's we're all given freedom to feel more joy. Have a conversation. Yeah. Just start talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's hard because there's so many layers and we're so defensive. I know. This is a hard conversation, but we wanted to give it a go. Yeah. So we did. I was going to play a song um, regarding Wake Up. Do you have any good Wake Up songs, sweetie? Yeah. What do you got? Avicii. What's that? Are you making words up? No. What's Avicii? There's a few. There's Wake Me Up When September oh, I Ends. Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. Because I'm not planning on a going so So that's, that's Wham, but then there's the Green Day one. And then Avicii is Wake Me Up When It's All Over. Um, Wake Me Up When It's All Over. You know um, that one? What's what's the one I was singing? Who's by that's Wham. By Wham. That was such a great band. Really? (laughs) What was to me? Maybe not to you. Does anybody like Wham? Yes. I don't think I ever liked this song. That's all right. Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it possible to say this is a catchy song and hate it? Sure. Okay. This is a catchy. Rock me Amadeus, but it's the dumb song. Amadeus, Amadeus. It's catchy. Oh my gosh. Can't believe I'm playing Wham. It's a great song. Sorry. 80s, baby. I just apologize to everybody. Sorry I'm playing Wham. Do you want to play the other one? What other the one? The Avicii song. That's... You'll know it when you put it on. How do you spell Avicii? I think it's A V I C I I. I'm not oh, yeah. a very good speller. It's called Wake Me Up. Right? Yeah. That's it. In the meantime, let's just hear the song a little longer. <laughs> George Michael. Is this it? Uh-huh. Didn't know I was lost. Kind of like it. I know. Should, it, should the title of the podcast be Wake Up? Yes. Well, I don't know. But this is what I'll say. You know what he's saying about, I didn't even know I was lost, you know? Amazing grace. I was lost and now I'm found. We're all lost in certain ways. Mm. I'm still waking up every day to something I'm saying or doing or recognizing my own emotions or noticing where I'm lacking. That's the whole process. So there is no you're good, you're bad, you're awake, you're not awake. All of us are waking up a little by little by little. And we're, I would, it's not a... Being enlightened. Oh, this is the wrong song. Is this Celine? Oh no, it's Amazing Grace. This is Leanne Rhymes. Not quite closing out the show song, though. Anyways, just wake up, everybody, <laughs> <laughs> and we love you. And um, I hope you like this special prod- broadcast of uh, Zen Parenting Radio. We'll be back next week, though, right? Correct. All right. So. Okay. We have great closes. <laughs> Just, no, this is an important topic, and I'm glad that you wanted to talk about it. And, you know, I, I'm glad. I'm better at closing. I know. Because I say keep trucking. Keep trucking. Okay. Adios. Adios.